0: Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, the one and only wrestling podcast on the internet, hosted by a C4 gone you have her. Thank you, thank you. I'm very happy with my gotcha luck this past week. And with me is my co host, Caitlin.
1: Hi, everybody. I wasn't so lucky, but still.
0: But uh, it's been a little bit. uh, We said that when we first came back, this probably wasn't going to be completely weekly like last time and uh, ended up being that whether it was on purpose or not. Fully intended to record last week, but a lot of stuff happened. Kind of got had a really busy weekend last weekend. Went to uh, this arcade, uh, what was around one. Yeah, a little pretty close We've been meaning to go to this place for a while. We just finally were mm-hmm. like, <laughs> we're like, fuck it, let's just go do it. And it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of cool uh, Japanese rhythm games. Which was like my whole reason to go there because it just made it really just made me want to go to Japan even more because I need to go to an actual arcade and have yeah, more options yeah, right. here. Plus, it would just be nice to have more machines because. Wanted to play more DDR, but there was, like, this group of people that just were talking to the DDR machine, but that's, like, any arcade, to be honest.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: But, yeah, did that, and then really gonna re- he didn't he just didn't watch any of the shows we were planning to record and talk about last week. Then we were going to record and talk about on Monday, but uh, work stuff happened with me, and I just, just was not in the mood to watch wrestling or deal with any of that stuff, so we are just pushing it back a week. So we're going to talk about the same shows we meant to talk about last week, which were the... NOAH Higher Ground 2022 Day 1, which had uh, Keno defending the national title against Pasukatsu Finaki, as well as the All Japan Cork and All Show from that past weekend. Plus, we're going to be talking about Great Version, uh, or Volume 15, which had the beginning of the G-Rex tournament. So, a lot of shows to talk about. Uh, some shows we might have more to talk about than others, but that's kind of par for the course with us, I think. But, uh, before we end to that, uh, any big topics going on in wrestling right now we're going to talk about, I would uh, like. I would have talked more last week when it was actually actual news with uh, Mr. Gunther coming, becoming oh a thing, God. and Sare's new gimmick, which is just amazing. Sasha already trying to steal her gimmick, and it just debuted.
1: <laughs> Sasha did her gimmick better than Sare is going to actually do her gimmick, I'm sure.
0: But speaking of that, Sasha, I guess we could talk a little bit about the rumble because we did watch uh, that.
1: Sasha was the highlight.
0: That was like the first WWE review you watched since like probably Survivor Series, to be honest. I don't think we will... Yeah,
1: because all they really had was day one. Oh, yeah. Between you know, that, yeah.
0: Okay, well... Yeah, I forgot they're kind of, like, slowing down that, but, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that show kind of sucked, but, I mean, like, I don't know why people are, like, angry about it, because I'm like, it's no doubt you most kind of, kinda, isn't that great? But that was, like, probably, like, one of the worst, definitely, like, the worst Rumble I've seen, the men's, at least, because, like, there was no surprises all. the women's were terrible, too. Like, honestly, it's just really a surprise, because, like, r- Rumbles are going like, to really come in for the wrestling or anything, but... He has just, like all these people that no one thought believed could win, and then Bad Bunny was really the highlight. Him and Johnny Knoxville, to be honest. Johnny Knox was like throwing them forearms like he fucking been doing this the whole time, and AJ was selling them really well, so good for him, I guess. But uh, still in WWE land, I guess we could talk about Mustafa asking for his release too. Please God, let that happen. I know it's not going to. They already pretty much made it confirmed it's not going to happen. Which, you never know with WWE, like sometimes they just release people, like Tony Storm just walking out, and she was fine to just leave but no Mustafa wants free and he's just stuck
1: unfortunately
0: uh and then Leo Rush has gone from AEW now and that was what we would have talked about more last week but no this what was like yesterday or the day before Bola and he got injured there because some fucking jackass fan
1: oh yes drunk yeah and apparently he was the same guy from a few years back I forget what uh promotion it was at I think it was like PCW or something where he rushed at Jacob Fatu. If you know anything, that's not the smartest fucking idea. Cause Fatu is a big ass dude, so he will fuck you up.
0: Yeah, I don't know who the f- would fuck with him, but you that's, do, you, I guess.
1: That's, that's the alcohol talking. But so. I mean,
0: PWG hasn't really had the best crowd since I came back from like everything. So it was the last show they had. They had people throwing like doing racial stars and shit too.
1: Mm-hmm. And like
0: the incident with the woman in the or the person in the bathroom or whatever that was, I forget. But yeah, PWG hasn't had the best luck with fans that they've come back from uh, all the COVID stuff. But, uh, not a whole lot else to talk about unless you can think of anything else.
1: Hmm, not really.
0: So let's get into the shows we're going to talk about this week, which we're gonna just going to go in chronological order, which would start with Noah. It's uh, Noah Higher Ground 2022, day one from January 2nd, or January, January 22nd, from Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium number two. Uh, overall, uh, not the best show, really. Like it had a few good things on it, mm-hmm. but overall, I honestly it was like two things I'd watch, and the rest of it, well, two things, and then post match of the main event. Yeah. <laughs> everything else honestly is pretty skippable. Kind of felt like a house show, which I guess that's kind of what it was in a, in a sense. It just had a couple title matches on it. But first match though is the match to watch on this show, which was Hal uh, versus Neo, ending with a without a winner at a time limit draw in 20 minutes. And uh, this is the kind of match you want to have when you, when forward tag partners face off for the mm-hmm. first time, like how attack or not, or Neo attacked how before the bell and the two that's never like let off the intensity. Like this match did not feel like 20 minutes at all. Like they said the 10 minute call during the match. And I was just like, what really? <laughs> like there was no way it had been 10 minutes already. <laughs> and then like near the end of the match when they were like counting down cause it was getting close to the draw, was, like the one minute time limit. And I was just like, I could not believe it was already 20 minutes and, and it ended in a draw. So clearly this isn't over between these two. Which I can't wait for because this was just fucking great, like the best neo performance I've seen because mm. of just how vicious he was attacking Hal. And if I could have, like, if I make one complaint about it, it's the fact that Hal debuted his next gear, his new gear, at the next show and not here. But that's like a minor complaint and really has nothing to do with the match. It's I still
1: think it aesthetics. was a rush, um, a rush thing.
0: Yeah, I think we said it when we. So he didn't have his gear either.
1: ready this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they would have waited a little bit. But yeah, what you think about the match?
1: Yeah, this was definitely um. Really, really great. I was looking forward to this so much, and they definitely didn't disappoint. Um, After it had happened, I saw a bunch of people talking about it, so that definitely got me hyped up for it. We finally got around to it, and like I said, it just did not disappoint. Um, I obviously, I, I love how I love Neo, too, because, you know, just love Congo in general. Um, But, yeah, this is exactly what you want from a, you know, big-blooded, quote-unquote, like, sibling-type feud and shit. So, I kind of hope we get some more from this down the road. This is all, this is actually, like, this is exactly what I want from a, um opening match, too. Because, you know, we're so used to the typical, like, five-minute matches or whatever they may be. So, this was, uh, this was really nice. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for their futures and, like, what goes on.
0: And it's an Ozaki coming out and attacking how after oh, the match is shit for no reason. <laughs> I mean, for reason there was but. a reason,
1: yes, is he declared that he's gonna face um Hirata, or challenge Harada, I guess.
0: Uh, next match was Funky Express, King Tani, and Mohammed Yone defeating Los Perros del Mal de Japón. I saw guy and Kodo Suzuki in 931, and a bit of a come down after that last match. But uh, I don't know, this was still pretty fun. But just I have nothing to say about this one.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say like there was some fun little stuff with like King Tani. At the and, beginning, yeah. I think, like,
0: Tawny broke his crown or something. Or yeah, just, I think,
1: yeah, something like that happened. But, yeah, I kind of agree. It was just, yeah, it was just still fun. But, yeah, definitely after that first match, it was it was a big come down from that.
0: Uh, next match was Haida defeating Yohei in thirteen forty four. Uh, for some reason, Wrestling Data didn't have this match on the card when I was copying the sheet. <laughs> uh, I guess they didn't care for the match much, and neither did yeah. I, to be honest. Like, it was fine, though, like. I will say one thing I like about Noah compared to other companies is that we get singles matches like this on the undercard all the time instead of just like mu- meaningless undercard ma- single like yeah multi man matches which is pretty much like the go to for every other pro company. So it is nice to for them to like give out these singles matches from pretty much on every card, whether I'm always into them or not. It's just a nice change of pace compared to when we watch other promotions.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say this. uh yeah, this wasn't really the most exciting match for me. But, like you said, at least it definitely was more of a shakeup compared to just having like a meaningless match where, you know, whichever way it could go, it'll go. So, at least you had their pass come back and, you know, hide, of course, gets the victory over Yohei, but it is what it is.
0: Uh, next match was uh, Goshizaki, Masaki, and Daisuke Harada defeating Kongo. Katsuhiko Nakajima, Manabu Soya, and Aliha in 1654. And speaking of meaningless tag matches, this is basically what this was. Uh, I had a pretty cool part with like Hidamiya just like running around like the ring running, like doing uh, di- like, jumping sentons on people. That was pretty much like the highlight of the match for me. And then Nakajima waving to the corner camera. That's pretty much all I really was interested in the match. Like, it, was, it was fine. Like it was a multi-man. It's, but... I was
1: gonna say, it's like your typical Noah Bay six-man tag, I guess. Like I said, there's still some good action in it, but yeah, it was just pretty much just there. Just kind of, I don't want to say meaningless, but it was meaningless.
0: <laughs> uh, next match was a decision match for the vacant GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Stinger, Seiki Yoshioka, and Yuya Susumu defeated Full Throttle, Atsushi Kotoge, and Hajime Ohara in 739. If you're going to tell, I was kind of not feeling the show much after the opener, but this match got me back into it. Like, an awesome sprint of a tag title match. It mm-hmm. was a lot of Seiki and Kotoge facing off, which helped a lot. Those two just have great chemistry together. Since it was short, Tsumumu so had no need to slow it down drastically like he usually does in matches. But he, he kept up the pace here. Like, he did a good job. I'll give him that. It was pretty good shit. Wouldn't have minded if this had gotten a little more time, like a couple more minutes maybe. But, uh, that said, I wish all of Stinger's title matches will be like this going forward. But I don't think they will be. It's probably going to get back up to the 20s and <laughs> it's not going to be as good.
1: Yeah, this was definitely a super fun sprint. Um, I always love seeing Seiki against either of the Full Throttle Boys, so... That's always a highlight. Susumu was, yeah, he was fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as soon as like Saiki goes out, I'm just like, oh fuck, never mind. We're about to come down a little bit. But um, yeah, I actually when we were watching it, it didn't feel like it was seven minutes. I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, it felt like more abrupt, I guess, of an ending. I don't know, yeah. but still, I think it's really good stuff.
0: Uh, next match was uh, M's Alliance, Naomi Chumar Fuji, Masada Tanaka defeating Sugira Gun, Takashi Sugiura, and Kazushi Sakuraba in twenty two, twenty six. Pretty good semi main event, but really the best parts of the match were Sugi and Tanaka mixing mm-hmm. off yeah. which is no surprise really. Pretty much. But I got no strong takes on this. It was a pretty solid semi main event, but not much more to it.
1: I was going to say, definitely um, definitely solid main event. Just kind of another one that was like, oh, okay, on paper, looks good. So if you like any of the guys, I think you'll definitely enjoy the match. But like you said, I think I definitely enjoyed more of uh, Sugi and Tanaka's uh, parts.
0: Then we get to the main event for the GHC national title. Masakatsu Funaki defeated Keno in 358, like the door he is. Just jobbing him out and then getting into his faction kind of did a reverse goto here he beat the champ for the title then joined his faction but yeah don't honestly i w- don't remember much about the match it was like four minutes long what's there to say about it the really what there is say about it is that fucking funaki's in congo for some reason like I, d- I don't understand it like i guess you have to have one old guy in every noah faction that's pretty much what they were going for here i mean it's always kind of old too i guess so they kind of already have that and, well it's always not that old but. but yeah either way i'm just like i I don't know the reason for this other than to shake up Congo and kind of... I guess
1: because they lost one person, they're like, well, we just have to insert somebody back into Congo. Yay. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't see what the end game is here right now. So it's... I'm interested at least.
0: Like, the only thing I can think of is to, like, start up, like, the inner, like, the shaking up of, like, Nakajima and Keno. Yes. Because, like, Nakajima did not look happy at all that this dude was joining Congo
1: And then I saw him kind of glance over at Aliyah, and Aliyah kind of made, like, a slight nod, and I'm just like, oh, okay.
0: Like, it for sure feels like Keno's days in Congo are number, maybe maybe Congo's days are I wouldn't say Congo.
1: no. I wouldn't say Congo. I think it's, just, it would... If anything, it would just be um, Keno being booted, and then Nakajima takes over as the faction leader.
0: I, d- I just don't think Kongo can exist without Keno. Like,
1: I just don't think Kongo should break up, though. Well,
0: I don't think they're going to break up. More likely, like, Keno get kicked out. Maybe, like, one or two other guys, maybe. But at least Keno and, like, someone else will probably get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And then Nakajima will basically keep the faction and rename it something else. That's probably where tomorrow I'm getting at. I think it might just change into something else. Kind of how, like... Total eclipse happened in all Japan, where basically everyone, Ashino got kicked out, and they have made a new faction. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But we still got some time for that. I'm curious. Like, I'm just curious how it's going to end up happening because I, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's weird. I, just, I don't get it. And then we got fucking Masaka- uh, Finaki with his new gear, with his "Hello, fellow kids" ass that- self. So I'm like,
1: "Hello, fellow kids. How do you do?"
0: Oh, I like his gear. Like his gear. I actually like, like his looks gear. Looks really I, cool. but I didn't
1: know why talked i know anyone talk trash on it. That was pretty cool. <laughs>
0: No, it's just, I, I don't know, it's just, it's just so fucking weird. Like, I'll get used to it, I guess. It's just, Funaki Inc. in Congo, it's just hard to wrap my head around. Same thing, though, it was like when Soya joined, I was, that was weird to me, too. Part of that was just Soya's die job <laughs> after he joined Congo, but I don't know. Noah's weird right now, not in a bad way, it's just, there's a lot going on. Nice little shake-up to start the new year, I guess. I'm curious what they do with M's Alliance now, because now they got, lost somebody. I still think uh, Key to Me is going to end up there eventually, but we'll see, I guess. But uh you have anything else to say about the show or no?
1: Uh, not really. You pretty much covered it, I think.
0: <laughs> uh, See, coming up for Noah, on February 9th, we got... Well, February 9th, 10th, and 11th, we have back-to-back Cork and Hall shows. They're going to be on the new 4K camera throughout the whole show. That's going to be fucking gorgeous. I can't wait to see oh, what that looks like. Oh,
1: God. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, only like the first one will be on Abima, and not on Wrestle Universe, so I don't know how that'll work for uh, us Westerners, but still, on that show, we got on February 9th, it's uh, Gochi Iazaki versus Masada Tanaka, it's part of his little series, Daisuke Harada is defending the junior title against Tadasuke, let's go with Tadasuke, please. Oh
1: yeah, brother? I like both, so it doesn't really matter, but I, I've, I've been begging for Tadasuke.
0: <laughs> we got uh, Kaito Kiyomiya versus Haida in a singles match, so we'll see how that goes, I guess. I like Kaito with the juniors, That's usually pretty fun, so we'll see, mm. hopefully it's good. But those are, like, the highlight matches on that. February 10th, we got two highlight matches. Uh, Masakatsu Fanaki versus Masaki Mojizuki for the national title. And uh, Gochi Yuzaki versus damichi Marafuji, again, for his little trial series thing. On well, February 11th, we got Gochi Yuzaki versus Kenno That one should be fucking great. I can't... should be the first time they've met up since that uh, double title match. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, wasn't in the N one. Those should be cool. And uh, Seki Yoshioka versus Yohei, so that should be pretty... Fun. But that's all the NOAA talks. Get into All Japan. I think I might have less, even less to talk about for this yeah, than I did for NOAA. Honestly, I think most of our thoughts are going to be all great. But it's an All Japan shows. Uh, all Japan New Year's Wars 2022, day three from uh, January 23rd in uh, Cork and Hall. First match was f- first match of the tournament for the Triple Crown Championship the, uh, semifinal. Kento Miyahara defeated Suwama in 11 28. To be absolutely fair, I did not expect anything crazy from this, these opening round matches since they were opening the show. Mm. I can't be mad about the quality, like I just feel bad about it because I'm like they weren't trying. Let's be real, but uh, this was just a match. Really, they kind of like they were kind of tried with some of the, like, the near falls at least in the, near the end. But Kendra just won on a roll up, and matches was just really a formality more than anything. I I had no belief that Suwama was going to win this. To be honest.
1: Oh no, I was going to say I if anyone came into this thinking Suwama was even going to make it past the first round, I don't. I didn't know what to tell you. This was pretty much uh, look at the field and you can guess who was going to win. Um, yeah, the match itself was really just a way to say LOL Kinto anyway, but uh, it, it was fine. The roll-up was funny, though. I thought that was, that was interesting, but yeah, I thought the match itself was just it was just okay.
0: Uh, next match is also for the Triple Crown Tournament semifinal. Ruki Honda defeated Chotaro Oshino in 9-15, and... Was it a great match? Uh, no, but was it miles better than Kento and Suama? I'd yes. say so. <laughs> uh, Ashina was determined to give this kid everything, and it showed. Like, my Russell boys supporting each other love to see it. Happy All Japan booked this exactly as I had hoped they would. Well, my hope was, obviously, that Ashina would win the Triple Crown, but I didn't think that was happening. Like, if he wasn't winning, he absolutely needed to eat the L here. Losing this does not hurt him at all. But losing yet another Triple Crown challenge would have hurt him even more. And this uh, match alone is proof that he was the perfect guy to put over Honda, especially since you needed this kind of performance to put over Honda so strong ahead of the main event, or it wouldn't have worked as well as it did. Because most people didn't seem to be like, believe in Honda at all in this position. And I think Ashino did a good job to get him into position. Not to make him believable, because like, it's still Kento. No one's going to fucking beat Kento for that. But it helped legitimize him, I think, a little bit. So I took this performance from Ashino and Kento's performance later, Really did help make this kid. And Ashino you know, will get the win back in Triple Champions Carnival, so it really doesn't matter at the end of the day that he lost here.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um I, I definitely like this match a lot better than the first one. And uh definitely helped Honda here. I am curious as to where he goes after uh everything that happened in the finals. I'm like I don't I I'm trying to figure out what they're really setting up here. But yeah, that's that's for that's for uh, discussion in a couple minutes. But um, yeah, you know, I thought the match was obviously pretty good. But yeah, and like you said, Ashino's is just gonna end up beating him down the road anyway. <laughs> so does it really matter in the grand scheme of things?
0: And then we get into the true undercard here with uh, Shuji Chikawa, Takao Mori, and Black array, Andy Wu, and Rio Inoue defeating Kazumasa Yoshida, Ren Ayabe, Shigeru Irie, Dan Tamura, and Takato Nakano in nine and four. Fine match, but I was, really wasn't paying attention too much, if I'm being honest. But I just want to talk about this. Like, fucking Dan eating the pen again. Like
1: I like, was so fucking mad at this.
0: <laughs> like, he's the first crop of this that group of young boys to move on from the status of not being a young boy anymore. Join a faction and all that. But, like, the rest of them have completely lapped him by now. Like, Hokuto is a fucking champion right now and getting pushed. Asuki is a regular All-Asia and Junior title challenger at this point. Like, what's Dan? A one-time junior challenger when he first joined evolution and then now he's just a lost post for evolution that's it and it's really a real shame like what he hasn't done anything yet like i know his end goal is going to be a heavyweight eventually but like can we do something with him at anything other than just eating pins all the time
1: i was about to say i was like okay so can dan get the win here and then he gets pinned and i was like oh okay because i wanted him to challenge for the junior title to do something because it's like Dan is really the one that's just kind of floating around. You have Hokudo, you know, obviously he's a champion right now. Um, and you have Oski who's, you know, he's gotten some shots and just doing great things anyway. And then it's just Dan. Dan gets thrown into these random, meaningless tags and just to do what? Eat the pin? And I'm like, he's still one of like the, I don't know, never mind, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> But, like, yeah, the match the match itself fine. But, like, yeah, it's just more of a bummer that Dan got pinned and seemingly has no mom- real momentum.
0: Uh, next match was Total Eclipse, Koji Doi and Kuma Rashi defeating next stream Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi and E33. I uh, thought it was a pretty fun-as-fuck t- tag match here. Kuma Doi are just absolute menaces with all the stupid shit they do in matches, especially in this one with the running the rope spot, or running the, you know, the corner spot they always do, and Kuma just couldn't keep up. And eventually this fucking Kuma or, uh, Doi just threw him into the corner. And anyway, all you boys are great. They're always great. They're a great tag team. Love to see them. And uh, Kuma Doi used this as a uh, stepping stone to finally get their tag title shot with their ode after winning the... Uh, or not winning the <laughs> tag tournament, but beating the champions in the tag tournament.
1: Yes, which I'm very much looking forward to. I think that should be a really, really fun tag match. Uh, but with probably obvious winners. But anyways, yeah, this was... Yeah, this was really, really fun. Uh, anytime I get to see Kumodoi, it's always a good time. And then, like you said, the Aoyagi brothers are just great in general. So, really fun stuff here. One of the, I guess, more of a highlight for the show overall, especially like this undercard.
0: Uh, next match a three-on-one handicap match. Takeyuki Oeki, Se- Seiko Tachibana, and Balianaki versus Yoshitatsu. Ended without a winner as a no contest, and... <laughs> Uh, yeah. The
1: wildest...
0: <laughs> this match was so like fucking stupid, it was great. Like, like, Yoshitoshi was just going all Hulk, Hulk mode and just fighting off three men on his own most of the match, but it was pretty entertaining and like after everything happened, like, we got the betrayal and the beginning of Cosma Kingdom, and I guess Bulk Orchestra wasn't enough for him, R.E.D. wasn't enough for him, our boy Cosma needs his own faction.
1: Cosma said, I gotta be the leader, actually.
0: And he's got like the most ragtag group of guys to do it, but I, I really do like this faction forming all Japan could use a second heel faction Mm -hmm. with now that purple haze is like basically being dead right now and also they were kind of leaning towards tweeners near the end anyway but I mean they're kind of more heelish in the next match we're going to talk about but I don't know It's gonna be really weird to see an Aki play heel I
1: I was gonna say has he ever played heel anywhere really I have
0: no idea because I don't watch talk pro maybe he does some heelish stuff there like, every time he's in DDT, he's, like, just plucky babyface kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And same thing for All Japan. Like, he hasn't done anything kind of heelish, at least for what I've seen of him. Maybe mm. someone that actually watched Choco Pro could tell me. Because I know, like, some people do different acts and different yeah, promotions. Yeah, Such as But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting little faction. I'm, it's, like, it's going to be an undercard thing or whatever. It's probably just to give you something to do since they always have to have him doing something, I guess. <laughs> but, I don't know. It, it should be pretty cool, so.
1: I thought it was a fun little angle. Like you say, it gives, um, gives them something else to do and adds at least another little new twist to All Japan for uh, the time being, I guess.
0: It's been a very long time since sego has been a heel. He hasn't been a heel since... he got oh gosh, from infons, yeah, that's Like, 2018? Right. Like yeah. I think. <sighs> 20, 2019, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he's, it's been a little bit. And I honestly, I think he's... Like, especially in All Japan, I think he needs to be a heel, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because especially piling out with Yoshitatsu, it hasn't done shit for him. So no. being a little faction here might at least do something for him. Like, I don't think he's ever going to ascend higher than the undercarn, but it'll be something uh next match is the first title match of the night for the all-age tag team titles uh total eclipse Hokuto Mori and Yusuke Kodama defeated Izanagi and Devil Murasaki in 835 and like I, said, I just said Purple Haze were more tweeners but uh they were more of a heel roll to the face quote-unquote face team of Hokuto and Kodama here because Purple Haze tried to win the match by tying them both up so they could just get a count out victory and by the end of it, Kodama like dragged Izanagi up to the balcony and tied him up, allowing for Hokuto to nutshot Izanagi and eventually, or not Izanagi, Murasaki and eventually get, up the, win, get the win. Pretty silly match. Uh, Devil Murasaki does absolutely nothing for me, and I, hope yeah. I don't need to see him honestly. But other than that, like it, it was fine.
1: Yeah, I think this match kind of solidified what you just said about Devil Murasaki. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's really for me either. You know, I'm always in for like goofy shit, but like. I don't know. There's just something that doesn't click with me for him. So maybe I just need to see more. But at this point, I'm kind of like, Ugh. I'm a little checked out. But yeah, like you said, it was just, this was just honestly a silly match with all the antics between Kodama and uh, Izanagi. It was just, it was just more silly than anything. At least it's like eight minutes, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, i like... They need to get Izanagi away from this guy. Get him in another faction or something. Now the Purple Haze is basically dead. Yeah. It's just these two and, like, Irie, I guess.
1: Irie is, like, every once in a blue moon, too. Yeah, like,
0: the only regulars are those two. And so I'm just like...
1: Can they get someone else in there, please?
0: Throw them in with fucking Cosmo on them or something.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: Anything, like... They, these two is like a like a duo act isn't gonna work for no me at i was all. gonna
1: say since they lost zeus this isn't work this isn't gonna work
0: it just drags down he's an for me which sucks he just got pushed for that push yeah. but he, he just had a title for a little bit now he's kind of doing nothing and again. just again around with this dude and i'm just like all right i guess uh i, I hope a little better for you but i guess mm. we're not getting that <laughs> uh speaking of the junior title next match for the junior heavyweight title sugi defeated rising haido in 12 19 uh that was a pretty good performance from both guys a few minor whiffs at the beginning, but nothing mm-hmm. like really like, hurt the match too much. It really showed that Haido still has a bit of growing left to do, but that was a fine performance for his first big shot as a signed wrestler on the, the on the roster. Especially this fucking like sick apron spot. He oh, the
1: Falcon Arrow! The Falcon That shit was so sick. I followed love by that. this like
0: perfect springboard dive he did right afterwards. That those two moves that, like that easily was, the highlights yeah. of the match. I
1: think that was easily the best part of the
0: match. And uh, speaking of guys who lapped in, you can add add Haido to that mix too. Like yeah. But uh, afterward, Otsuki and uh, Andy Wu both came out to challenge, and Andy got first dibs, I guess, for... Like, he won the match earlier in the night, and as soon as that, he won that match, I was like, oh, he's going to come out and challenge the winner of the junior.
1: It's so obvious. <laughs>
0: it's but
1: so easy to call.
0: The thing is, I was like, why did you have Otsuki come out here and look like a dweeb? Come, like, I didn't understand that like, at the,
1: all. Like, the
0: order was Otsuki came out to challenge, and then you hear Andy Wu's music or whatever come out, and he's coming out, and he asked for a challenge, too. And then, so he's just like, oh, well, I like you more, so I'm going to challenge. You, I'll let you challenge first. Like, and I was what? like, that just makes Asuki look like a fucking dork, honestly. Like, if he's not going to challenge immediately, you could have just had him come out after the Andy Wu-Sugi match.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just wait for that, but
0: it's I guess it,
1: they set up two challengers for Su... Whatever.
0: It is what it is, but yeah, that's thought it made Asuki look like a dork, which is unfortunate. <laughs> and uh, the main event of the night for the Triple Crown Championship finals of the tournament, Kenta Miyahara defeated Ryuki Honda in 23-3, It's everyone expected to happen. Uh... I think Honda has the facials, the body language, the attitude, move set down, everything for being a great heel. The problem is he still looks like a baby because yeah, he kind of is. He's, he's only very like twenty-one, young. but uh, he's really not very threatening at all. Unfortunately, I don't know how you can really fix that other than get older, maybe lose a little baby fat in the cheeks, but.
1: And I don't think he'd look right with facial hair either, because you know that's heel move number one is oh, grow sure. facial hair.
0: But uh, this is clearly like the biggest match of his career for being for the triple crown. But it was the also the longest singles match of his career by a long shot. I was curious and looked it up and like I said his, this was his longest singles match of his career. but only one match has of his career, like only one other singles match of his career has been longer than 15 minutes, and it was the match where he fought Drake and injured him. <laughs> but uh, majority of his ma- this kid's match has been like sub 10 minutes of singles matches. So he's really not used to going Broadway like Kento is. I think Kento did a good job leading him through it and he was did. Like bumping he did like great. a madman for him.
1: That's a fantastic dance partner to have. For anybody, so he did his job very well.
0: And, like, they started the match off doing a bunch of bullshit outside, which felt mostly for, like, time packing, because...
1: For sure, that was that was definitely I mean, some time adage. It
0: was like, I don't think Honda's re- really ready for a 20-minute match like this, where it's all in the ring, but it, it was effective to get over Honda's new character doing all the heel bullshit. He was even doing, like, Kento's good, own, yeah. like, bullshit face stuff with Wada and Wada pulling on his hair, so... It wasn't Kento doing it this time, it was uh, Honda, but... He
1: switched it up a little bit.
0: Once the match really got going, that was pretty much your usual Kento match with a little bit of Honda flair. I never really thought I'd see the day of Honda hitting fucking apron pile drivers and shit. That yeah. was so sick. And uh, just watching him wrestle now, you can easily see the All influence in his moves now compared to his Wrestle One days. And just gotta say, I'm very proud of this dude. He was he never would have gotten this level of push in Wrestle One, but Ultra no. Japan is definitely strapping the rockets to him, mm. and he's living they up.
1: They have to. Yeah. Who the fuck else do they have right now?
0: But uh, he's definitely living up to, to the expectations. Uh, he still has a bit farther to go, but uh, oh, for sure he got a tap on his shoulder, and he's doing his damnedest to reach his potential with us. So very excited for his future. He's got some things going on in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in. But what do you uh, think?
1: Um, definitely thought I actually thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, like you said, you could tell that Honda's not really someone who's wrestled a whole lot of long matches, as you mentioned. But, definitely, he had a great dance partner and Kento, and Kento did a wonderful job at, you know, keeping everything going and keeping everybody into the match. Um, yeah, the outside part was, <laughs> you could definitely tell that was adding some extra time, but that's totally okay. Uh, didn't really feel the length of the match, at least in my opinion. I didn't, so at least that was a good thing, but, um... I'm trying to think overall about how I feel with Kento having the title back. Like, I can understand it for comfort reasons. You know, he's like the guy you can always depend on. So I get it in that aspect. But then in another aspect, I'm like, it's a little safe and a little boring. But I understand you don't have a whole lot of choices. So I 100% get why they did this. I'm just hoping that whenever Jay comes back, that they just put it back on him. And so everyone can be mad but me. And then he just beats Kento in, like, 15 minutes. But um, it is what it is. They'll have a good champion for their big anniversary stuff that's coming up.
0: I was going to say, I think they were going to, at minimum, wait until then to put it, the title back on him. Is that yeah. the anniversary of Sumo Hall show?
1: Yeah. I was kind of hoping for a bigger show, too. But, I mean, they kind of had to, unfortunately, speed things along. Mm.
0: I almost thought they might just wait until COVID was over or, like, a normal crowds or whatever to yeah. put it back on Kento. Because him and a champion during COVID era is going to be very depressing with, like, the whole no fans being able to clap. At least he has, like, his little clap gimmick before matches and stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's just not going to feel the same for him.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very weird.
0: But, yeah, it felt, like, obvious that they were going to run that back, Jake and Kento at Sumo Hall. They could still do that depending on I forget when it is. Maybe Jake will be back in time for that.
1: Yeah, I have no clue when this injury like I don't I don't know anything about this time frame, to be honest. I uh, guess it depends on the severity of it.
0: I say other than that, probably the biggest match they could run is Kento versus Yuma. Yeah. They could uh. do Kento versus Oshino, but I don't think they built Oshino up to the level know. where you want him main eventing no. like your big Sumo Hall show.
1: Unfortunately. I know everybody wants that, but yeah, I know. I don't
0: know if I'd really do Yuma either, unless you were going to crown him finally. But
1: That's what I wanted to say. I'm like, I really don't want Yuma in a big singles title match unless you're about to crown him, to be honest.
0: So I really don't know what they're going to do. Hopefully Jake can come back. So I, I can't the, do this Naito match bullshit match anymore. But the thing is, like, if Jake comes back, he's just going to lose to Kento. at Yuma Hall.
1: And then that's when I say peace. But anyways.
0: But I don't know. It felt like the obvious choice for who was gonna win, so it's not surprising. And I'm just, I just hope they make his title, give him some good challenges for his title run, but not like all Japan has a whole lot of those right now, unfortunately.
1: No, I was also just thinking this doesn't have anything to do with Kento, but like the backstage video that they posted on their Twitter with uh, Hokudo and Honda, fucking <laughs> Hokudo basically grabbing Honda by the face.
0: Yeah, that was like from their house show over yeah. the weekend. It hasn't made tape on uh, Russell or yeah, Russell Universe. <laughs> Fucking uh, oh Alder no! TV yet, but yeah, like
1: <laughs> that was some good shit. You know what's coming.
0: Like when we first saw Hondo as a heel, we kind of felt you like kinda it, it kind of seemed glimpse. like yeah. him and Hondo, or him and um Hokuto were going to fight a little bit. And now they're just going full with it. So I'm like, are we already going towards like the total eclipse implosion while Jake's gone? At the very least, I think Hokuto's days might be numbered. Because I'm like, if you're gonna kick anyone out of the faction, it would be him. Because, like, yeah. he has the most, like, baby face potential of the, gr- the group. It's, like, I mean, Doi and Kuma both, I mean, he, like, all of them kind of face tweeners, whatever. All of them have been, I think, actually. Mm. But, yeah, it's going to be weird. <laughs> we'll see. I don't like Again, it's, like, say you kick Hokuto out of Total Clips. What do you do with him now?
1: Hokuto, I think, would be okay.
0: i would be fine, Mostly, but it's just, like...
1: Sort of. But it's all Japan, so then I'm kind of, like... Oh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, it's like in all Japan, if you're not in a faction...
1: You're kind of, kind of nothing. I'm like, That's true,
0: too. Where? Unless like, he what makes faction his own. You like, you could pair him back up with those dad, but like that...
1: Uh, I don't want that for so him. Because like... then he'd just be in those little bottom mm. card tags. And I'm like...
0: Ugh. And I'm like, next stream's full. I don't even know if I'd want him in next stream.
1: Nah, I don't think he'd fit next stream to be honest.
0: He could join Evolution, I guess, but...
1: Uh, he doesn't fit
0: there either, yeah, so in my like, opinion. Hokuto's just weird. Like, he's in a really weird possession. if they do it, end up going, kicking him out. But, I don't know. It's just early signs of them in fighting, so maybe they'll just do a singles match, make up afterwards, and that's it.
1: Jake comes back and says, fuck it anyway, and just kicks Hong down because he, <laughs> he injured him, so there we go.
0: That would be funny, actually. but uh. Well, yeah.
1: Or kicks out Hokudo too, but hey, let's not do that. Never mind. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, that's that show. Honestly, I'd, it's pretty skippable. I got Yeah. I watch Kento and Honda just to see a new cra- champion crown. That's probably, like, that main thing you need to watch if you want to watch anything from this. I think if you're an All Japan fan, you'll probably enjoy it. But mm. it, just, it was kind of just a show to put on in the background more than anything, I think. Coming up for All Japan, we got uh, February 5th from Osaka Edion 2. Sugi's defending the junior title against Andy Wu. And then we're getting uh, two singles matches between Runaway Suplex and Kumadoi at their tag title match. Ashina versus Doi, and Kuma versus Suama.
1: Very fun.
0: It should be cool matches. I'm curious who wins with, what, because I feel like it's gonna, they're going to split They're going to
1: split 50-50. Um, I'd say Suama beats Kuma, so, you know, that means. Yeah, I was going to say, Suama
0: <laughs> beating Kuma and Doi beating Ashina feels like the obvious choice. I'd like I'd to, like see, to see reversed. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I'd like to see them reversed.
0: Because I think Kuma beating, again a panel of Suama would be really cool. It'd be huge. And it's just it feels too obvious to just go with Ashina losing, because it's Ashino.
1: But then again, it's all Japan, so.
0: If you can tell, their booking's pretty obvious so far lately, so. I uh, will see. But, uh, and then the other next, really, like, our only other show this month that in February is, um, February 23rd. Gonna have the uh, World Tag Team titles with de- ch- or challenging Runaway Suplex mm-hmm. and Kento's defending the Triple Crown against Abdullah Kobayashi. Oh, brother. Those are, like, the only two matches so far announced. Once we get Ooh. a little more. Stuff happening. We'll find out.
1: We'll probably get another junior defense, I, I can think. see that's where
0: Otsuki challenges. Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I was going to say. That's probably going to be the Otsky defense.
0: I'm sure. Um, oh, I think. Are we... they
1: doing Irie and Kodaka, Kodaka sometime? Or is that?
0: I don't know if they've announced when that is. Okay.
1: I know that they're planning on that. I just didn't know when they were doing it.
0: I think we're getting an all-age attack title match with, like, some Gunvaray people. T- Gunvaray fucking, whatever, Basara people, I think. Mm, okay. I think. I might be completely pulling that say, out of my I have ass. I don't
1: no remember. clue. All I know was Irie and Kodaka. But,
0: yeah. Got some stuff going with All Japan, I guess.
1: Some. Very little.
0: I'm at least excited for that uh, tag title match. That should be really awesome. And mm-hmm. I think Kenzo and Abby will be fun. They're pretty cool together. I, I love
1: their Twitter shit. I their Twitter shit's um, been amazing. I'll
0: definitely take that over Jake and Abby because I think that was going to be That not
1: was not going to be, be, be that fun. good.
0: <laughs> but uh, that's it for All Japan. So let's get into the last promotion we talk about, which is great g pro wrestling volume 15 from Corkenhall hall from uh january 26 i think i forgot i didn't put the date down it's on their youtube yeah, channel was a, so it was
1: january 26 yeah yeah
0: but uh overall that was a pretty solid show like i mm-hmm. enjoyed everything and had a awesome main event so let's get into it here uh first match was uh, shima and junton defeating somo tanabe and keichi sato in 10:26. i thought it was a pretty fine match to open things up I'm surprised both Toncho and Sato mm. aren't signed yet.
1: Especially Toncho. Yeah, like they're they're
0: Especially all. Especially with
1: him getting the pin.
0: Mm-hmm. Like they're all but roster members at this point. With how regularly they show up, like Pierre and and I don't know. I guess Lledet just didn't want to pay them yet. <laughs> but uh, I like to see Toncho finally uh, settle down somewhere. Mm. Like he's really got himself in great shape, and he's always been a really good wrestler. And it was cool seeing him and Shima team together after like their big storyline during the Strong Hearts Invasion Wrestle One a few years back. Soma feels like really aimless right now.
1: Yeah. It's like, kind of a shame.
0: Like, they made a big deal about him being one of like, the first signees and had him quote unquote main event their first show against Keno in a really great match. But
1: <laughs> And then nothing really. Yeah, they've just since done nothing then. with him since yeah. then.
0: Like, like, hopefully this tournament can uh, do something for him, but Tone Show pinning him here is just bizarre booking, to be honest. I don't know what they're thinking here. Like, I. Yeah, it was
1: really weird when we watched it because I was just kind of like, if I expected anybody to pin, like, Soma, it would have been obviously Shima, not. Not tone show, but whatever.
0: <laughs> like, I think there's a way that they can make this work, but I think we'll talk about that after the main event. We talk through all the okay. tournament matches because we can talk a little bit about how we think the rest of the tournament's gonna be booked. Uh, but yeah, it's just really bizarre. And it, after the match, kind of seems like Shima and June are gonna kind of be a team a little bit more. So that's exciting. Which, I guess that's pretty cool. I like to see uh, June oh, yeah, it's cool. end up uh, end up back in Strong Hearts, but like end up in Strong Hearts officially. Let's so that'd do be, it. That'd be cool. Just he could pretty much be the Irie role because.
1: Because I can't even really consider him strong arms half the time. He's, like, never really there.
0: But, uh, yeah, like I said, pretty good match to open up the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, next match, we had uh, Prominence, Akane Fujita, Mochi Miyagi, and Suzu Suzuki defeating Tomoko Miyagi, Yukari Hosokawa, and Madeline in 1225. It was cool to see the Prominence ladies here instead yes. of in stardom. Very cool. I'm joking. <laughs> no, um,
1: I'd rather see them here anyway. They're not doing a lame backstage uh, brawl, which, never mind, looked like absolute dog shit, but, yeah.
0: But uh, <laughs> I hope to continue to see them in great. They were just absolute bullies in this match, and it was Especially
1: awesome. Especially Suzu. She was a menace.
0: She was bullying poor was... <laughs> It was awful. Like, so mean.
1: I feel so bad.
0: And, like, it's hard to have a title in this promotion for women when they're like only like two women in the roster
1: technically yeah but
0: it would be cool to see them like have something important to do like be it a title a tournament some kind of big feud anything like it's mm-hmm. just something to get people invested in this women's division Yeah, i
1: definitely hope they expand on this a little bit um
0: yeah, it's like yeah i can only more than yeah i can two. only speak for myself but like it feels like the main reason to pay attention to the women's division here is to really to see what yes, outsiders exactly. come in exactly
1: just but, like how they had prominence on this show and they're gonna have ice ribbon wrestlers on one of their other shows which is very funny
0: and i'm like you could kind of say the same thing about the uwf rules matches too because like
1: it's always it's, outsiders it's, yeah it's just
0: pretty much just outsiders those are, like who's coming in, in. like yeah. that's what the exciting thing about it is yeah so it'd be nice like both of those divisions, really to have something to like build around mm. it doesn't help the the uwf sh- fucking shows never happen like we're <laughs> just getting the second one next month not even next month in fucking march so yeah uh. but i'd like to see something more to do with this women's division i agree you I know, agree,
1: I, yeah. I, some more regulars, for sure. Not just, you know, depending on outsiders all the time. Outsiders are cool. You know, it's always fun, but yeah.
0: And I'm like, if we're going to get I- outsiders, I wish you to get some that would be more and more consistent so we can get some feuds going and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, instead of just jumping back and forth with different, yeah, it's it's a little tough. It's I, kinda, I can get that I, It's kind of
0: just, who's uh, fucking me <laughs> on <or> your <laughs> car you going yeah. to drop <laughs> to this time. That's pretty much what it is. And so <laughs> I'd like to see both of them do get something more like, well... Yuka still really young. She doesn't matter for her, but I see yeah. fucking uh, Miyagi do something other than just to people all the time. Mm. But anyway, getting to the uh, first uh, G, uh, G-Rex title tournament match. El Lineman defeated Issei Onizuka <laughs> in 1136. And finally, El Lineman <laughs> looks like a normal human being again. Well,
1: I'd say that. As normal he... as El Lineman yeah, can look. Yeah, I was going to say. As normal as that little <clears throat> gremlin can look.
0: Like, I'm so happy he finally shaved that ugly ass hair off. But he's a man of the people, the face of great fighting from underneath for the fans, <laughs> determined to overcome his stablemate here. Overall, it's pretty good shit. Mm. I had Isay working as the aggressor with Lindeman fighting back with some high-flying and other nonsense. Like, nothing must-see, but I thought it was just a great performance for Lindeman as, like, an fi- underdog baby yeah. face here.
1: which he always does. He always plays that role fantastic. But, yeah, definitely thought this was a pretty good match. Uh, really good way to kick off the tournament here. Uh, love seeing Issei. I was really surprised we didn't see that much of Issei during, like, the whole, oh, well, still the whole pandemic era. So, glad to see he's still in this. Uh, definitely gave Lindemann a good fight, that's for sure. Um, but I, as we talk about Lindemann looking more like a normal person, I need him to stop sleeping in the tanning bed or whatever he does. Like, man, is about, like, five times darker than me, especially even when I tan. I'm like, come on, man. But, yeah, at least he at least he cut that damn hair. But, yeah, good match overall.
0: It was really interesting to me that he's, like, out here, like, selling for his young, like, his, um, rookie member. Not rookie, but, like, his, uh, younger person of a stable. Like, he's yeah. only, like, recently, like, he's only been wrestling for, like, well, he's been wrestling for a long time now. Fuck, he debuted in Wrestle 1, but.
1: Yeah, I was to say hello.
0: But, no, like, it's just interesting him, uh, basically out here, like, selling and shit for his junior, being the, like, being, like, the under, like, underdog instead of being the aggressor. Because he could have easily been in the opposite, but great kind of. Push Issei in a weird way. They're, they have, they see things in him. I can see that pretty clearly. Uh, see next match also for the G Rex title tournament. Minoru Tanaka defeated Daijiro Mitsui and six thirty and pretty short grapple fuck match. Solid stuff, but it wasn't anything crazy. It, it kind of felt more like a little Lede- like a little Lede- UWF match more than a G Pro wrestling match.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, and at like six thirty, there's wasn't really a whole lot in my opinion to get invested in. But yeah, still, still solid stuff. If you you like more of the grapple shit.
0: Uh, next match, also part of the tournament, you Izuka defeated Kazuyashi in ten twenty four. I thought it was a good but not super exciting match. Like,
1: yeah, that that match is not for everybody.
0: I think the booking is more interesting than the match itself. Like a young guy finally getting a big win in this company. Of course, it's Kaz. That like, guy just ends up doing it again. Like he's always is the one to put over people. He literally put over like is- like we were just talking about Isay kind of getting something and. In- and Give great yeah like he just he's one of the guys that beat uh kaz in a singles match earlier in the promotions history so he's kaz isn't afraid to do the job thankfully
1: love that kaz and
0: yeah like we'll see if any of these other young or other vets left in the tournament are willing to do the same but <laughs> i'll save the rest of that for when we talk about the tournament <laughs> as a whole later but yeah i thought it was a pretty solid match and it was just nice to see kazzy to fall here to <laughs>
1: I was going to say, definitely solid match, but definitely can understand if it's not a match for everybody, as it wasn't the flashiest of matches, but still, I think, um, basics aside and all that stuff, it was pretty good. Um, I'm definitely a big Izuka fan, so this made me extremely happy to see, because I was worried that Kaz would probably just win, because, you know, LOL, young boy, but, no. Extremely happy. Um, we'll see how far he gets, but... I don't think don't He's be very not. We'll we'll see. I'm still rooting for him anyway.
0: Uh, next match was the semi main event. Uh, T Hawk, Rising Haido, and Shima defeated Bulk Orchestra, Haido Tamura, Nobuhiro Shimatani, and Kazuma Takamoto of uh, in 12:59. Originally supposed to be uh, A, but he got pulled because of a fever, I believe. So yes. Shima had to pull double mm-hmm. duty here. It was a very weird scene. Haido tag with Strong Hearts. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, they worked really well together in the ring. Start off with T Hawk and uh, Tamura just chopping the shit out of each other. It was awesome. Bulk Orchestra like isolated Hido to beat him down, including my man Tamura just running into the, the corner, slamming him like a cook machine with legs. Fucking sick. <laughs> uh, Hido finally got to make the tag and uh, make it t- even more, like a more of an even fight with Strong Hearts helping him out, and he ended up picking up the win here. Uh, pretty fun semi main event. I just love these Bulk Orchestra Strong Hearts matches, which is usually always fun.
1: Yeah, this match was a whole lot of fun. Um, I actually thought it was pretty funny. I thought Hayato looked a lot better here. Honestly, Compared yeah. to, yeah. I was like, I don't really know what the difference was. I guess maybe because he wasn't doing quite as much of high flying as he was in that match. But I think hideo looked pretty good here. I think everyone overall looked pretty good here. Um, like you said, you got all the nice chops at the beginning. And that's exactly what I was anticipating and wanted. So yeah, overall, this is a this was a really good uh, six man tag.
0: I think the thing with like, I have no idea how many singles matches Hyatt has had, but I think like yeah. the thing is like he's just better at tags and like trios matches and shit. Oh for sure, because right I
1: always like enjoy when him and um, Oski. Oski work together in the tag team. They're always a lot of fun. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he for now he's a better tag wrestler than singles, but he's still really young, so he'll get into it.
0: And next match was our main event, also part of the G-Rex title tournament. Takenori Ito defeated Ryuchi Kawakami in 1806. And just a great main event to end the show. Hard-hitting and violent with a surprising finish. Mm. Or surprising to me, at least. I don't know about you. Uh, Like, it felt like an easy uh, dub for Kawakami here to me. And that's kind of like the story they told with this, I think. Like, Kawakami just felt way above Ito. But his fighting spirit just carried him back to victory. And Kawakami really dominated the match and just beat the shit out of him. But you know, like just never gave up and just fought to the end and won. So I don't know. Like I think they did well. I think I liked his little like crowd inspiring speech after the match. I did and all really that kind of like stuff.
1: that. That was actually a really nice touch. Like very I... nice baby face mm-hmm. uh, promo there. Yeah, I I thought the main event was just fucking great. Um, as for the result, I don't think it was really surprising to me. I think I was kind of fifty fifty on who was gonna win here. I was just kind of. I don't know. I didn't know what direction that they wanted to go in with the next round. So, Ito getting the win wasn't a huge shock, but still, I guess, a pleasant surprise. I don't know. I don't know.
0: But, uh, yeah, that's the tournament. Oh, we didn't even talk about it yet. The title. How, what, what do you think of the title? That they revealed it.
1: I'm still unsure about it. I think it's still missing something, but I don't know what. And I don't know how I feel on ha- about how big, like, the whole middle of it is and the like three gems is like throwing me off i don't know it's 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 something
0: this is a weird comparison but for some reason it reminds me of the uh big japan Deathmatch title like mostly it's cause like the, yeah. like the x in the big big x that's what on it. it
1: is yeah kind of like feels like X-ish a design
0: kind of like a more like i don't want to say refined but yeah refined version of that title a little bit just because like all the gemstones and it's more like flashy i guess it's, yeah it's like silver instead of like the kind of like brownish gold of the Deathmatch title but i, I yeah i'm kind of with you i don't like i lean towards liking it but yeah it's kinda... i was gonna say
1: that's where i'm at i'm like halfway leaning towards i like it but yeah i, I think i need to see it on somebody
0: yeah i definitely want to see it on someone especially on yeah. someone big like my boy tomorrow let's go yeah let's get that shit <laughs> yeah but, i'd like to see it on yeah but no mm-hmm. like it the weird thing like with me is like this feels like obviously, like a successor to Russell one, and that title is, like the, my, one of my favorite titles in wrestling. That was the Russell title, was title so nice, yeah. So it's hard to go back to kind of like how when New Japan changed from like one of the <laughs> best looking titles in to the, the worst. to then, yeah, this fucking Sendai girls, not Sendai girls title, <laughs> but the Divas champion But yeah, as for the whole tournament, we can just go through that real quick because mm. we can talk about what's coming up for them. And their next show is February sixth. Soma Watanabe versus Al Lindeman <sighs> for the in the G R X title tournament. And uh, Shima versus Takanori Ito. And also, <laughs> also on that show, we got uh, Ice Roman here, contingent of Tsukasa Fujimoto and Tsukushi Haruka, facing Michiko Miyagi and Yukari Asakawa.
1: Let's go! So the great girls
0: get the job again. Let's go. <laughs> I <laughs> but, mean, but uh, and then February eleventh, they continue the tournament. Tanaka versus T Hawk, and Yuizuka versus Hayata Tamura. And then the finals, and the, ch- and the winners of those matches are going to face in the finalists or finals in uh, February twenty second. I think we're gonna do the semifinals and the finals on the same night. Okay. And then, as I mentioned, her a little bit earlier, finally we're getting a new U- UW- UWF show on uh, March fifth, version two. We'll see what ends up being live on YouTube. What what they end up putting up later. I don't think they. It's really hit or miss which ones are live, which ones aren't. It will all end up on YouTube eventually, so that's the good thing about it. great. It's easy to watch. But as far as the tournament goes, like I said, we got Watanabe versus Lindemann. <sighs> winner that's gonna face the winner of Tanaka and T Hawk, and then huh? we, they're doing like oh, bat, different yeah, blocks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Then the um, winner of Yuizuka and Haida Tamura is gonna face with Shima and Ito. The quest. The, the one. My favorite thing about this tournament and how it's played out so far is it feels like all the young guys are being pushed right now. Or at least they're the fact that they all made it to the next round is very, very assuring. Yeah,
1: I would say very reassuring.
0: The only, like, older guys left are Tanaka and Shima. And I would like to hope they don't want to put the title on either one of those guys. It's
1: me too. I really don't think they should.
0: I don't think they will. Like, I don't think Tanaka is a bad choice to put the title on. Tanaka's
1: not bad, no. Absolutely not a bad choice at all.
0: I have nothing against Shima, really, but I just don't need to see him as a champion. I'm sorry. I was going to
1: say, I I don't need that right now.
0: So, considering they're not out there, their little group of young guns. All of them made it to the final round. Except, like the only like young guy that lost like no young guy really lost like it's just all the young guys in the tournament so like i, mm-hmm. I love i love that i love that they're pushing the youth finally instead of having them job out all the time and fucking uwf matches and shit
1: thank god
0: so that has me very excited i didn't think that was gonna be the case like i said i think i thought ito was gonna lose but no he's won i think uh, i think they want to the, start we, with a
1: strong baby face I say just go Ito, but I don't. I don't know.
0: I think the winner of Soma and a Man is going to be what's going determine, gonna, determine the, the winner here.
1: Ooh.
0: Because I think the like a good way they could. I don't know. If, I I wouldn't go that personally, but it's it would be a way <laughs> to work. Is have a Soma established as like your ace of the G Pro wrestling division, be a young ace because like I said, he's one of the first people that got signed. He's basically been aimless since the promotion started. Yeah, and. You could have him be fighting from behind here because he lost in this random opener for no reason. Yeah, so then yeah. He's gonna, you have
1: the story there. Then he's
0: got to go through Lindemann. The next person who I would think, if that's if that's, if that's what they're doing, I would have Tanaka beat T Hawk, because just being a wrestler wonder myself. The Soma Tanaka thing is a past feud from Russell One, like with Picasso El facing both Heat and Menor, or not. I'm not saying Heat, but he faced Tanaka in the past in Russell One, and obviously lost because it was like part of his trial series or whatever. So him finally getting the win over Tanaka would be good for him, I think. If that's the route we go, who's in the final kind of... It could be anyone, I guess. It could be Shima, Shima, Ito, Iizuka or Tamura. If we're going that, I'd go Tamura, maybe. You could do Ito and have Soma Ito be in the finals. I wouldn't be against that, I guess. Mm. But for who I think is the other choice to win, well, there's... T- three choices I think you're going to win. I think, like, Soma, obvious choice. Ito's a good choice, and but if you're going to have him win, I don't know who you have him facing the finals. You could be Tanaka, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. But then you have Soma drop to Tanaka. And yeah, I'm gonna, so that. it's a
1: little, yeah, I don't think I'd like that, to be honest.
0: You could have a Lundeman, I guess, go to the finals, but I think the only reason you have him go to the finals is if, if he's if you're gonna have Tamura be the one to win the whole thing true you can get him get true. let him get revenge for his hair getting cut oh
1: yeah that's right they have that set up too so if there's l- a there's a different couple ways you could do this that's what i'm saying
0: like that's why i think soma and Lindemann is what's gonna tell it because i'm like if Lindemann okay. wins i think Tamura's he's winning the tournament a, yeah yeah but then if soma wins i think he's winning the tournament
1: okay so like i
0: think soma and haido are my two favorites and then ito's an outside dark horse pick but
1: yeah he would be yeah i think he's a solid dark horse
0: but, yeah, so far in the tournament, it's been good matches throughout that we just went through. Like, there's a lot of different ways this could go, cause, so it's pretty exciting. I just, I'm just hoping that they don't have Shimar Tanaka win.
1: That's, yeah. That's
0: really the like, big i won't be at. as
1: mad if Tanaka wins, but if Shima wins, then I'll be, like, a little side-eye.
0: But any of the young guys went in. I'm not, I think yeah, be here. fine with T-Hawk winning, too. I'm fine I wouldn't with, do that, yeah, personally. I wouldn't do that. But, but, I love T-Hawk, he's fucking awesome, but it's just, like
1: don't do that right now at least in my opinion
0: yeah i think really like the people you should be pl- not in Go- any order is soma tamura ito and outside child Lindemann. i'd like to see him with the title honestly because he is the face of great he is the one for the fans he's the one who gave me my most valuable oh, greater God, so award too. thank you linderman but but no. does,
1: does he have the best uh does he have the best theme though
0: i like his theme Oh, yeah, Izako's the best one of the best teams. But, <laughs> but and th- another interesting thing about with great is too, it feels like Dragon Gate in a way where you need a good about talker. Yeah, yeah. And Ellen Mid's like the best talker in the fucking company. They always Oof. have him open yeah, up the shows God. and stuff. So it's like, if you want to go that route, he's great for that. I think know like we were talking about the main event, I think Ito did just,
1: great. Did pretty yeah. well on it.
0: Soma's an iffy on that one, I think.
1: I think that's the only like semi downside if they want someone to talk a little bit more is like, I don't think he's quite as confident or comfortable quite yet, but could get there, hopefully. But, yeah.
0: And Tamura's good at the talking, and th- like not not just because I'm a huge fan of Tamura, because uh, obviously okay. I am, but I think there's my my money really is on Tamura winning the tournament because, like I said, he has a built-in feud with Aliniman so he can get that win back. They're already kind of teasing dissension with uh, Bulk Orchestra with for the show started they did like the whole all of them come out and they are going to have tamura and kawakami shake hands but tamura just refused to so you kind of built in thing there it's like as soon as he wins the tournament you could have bulk orchestra and kawakami turn on him and kick him out and you already have the first challenger there so that's what i'm leaning towards personally but uh, i think that's it for greats and it for our show uh Next episode, we'll see, I guess. Probably won't be a next ep- episode next week because there's just not a whole lot of shows that are look that promising that I'm interested in watching. Like, I'm at least going to watch the Stardom show sure that just happened over the weekend. I don't think she's really that interested in it. And we got... We do need to catch oh. up on the um, Tokijoshi Tag Tournament now that it's basically over now. As well as the DDT Tag Tournament that just started. So, if we record it all next week, it'll probably be talking about those two things. Yeah, But... We'll see. Might just put it Ugh. off so we can talk about some other stuff. I
1: forgot what we didn't talk about what Okatani!
0: Oh fuck yeah! We, what we, the fuck? Well, we didn't watch. It. We don't. Well, speaking of the DDT I kinda tag team, I
1: kind of watched it during the Rumble, but I didn't pay that much attention. I do know fucking Kondo in um Harada versus uh 37 Kamino was fucking was pretty fucking awesome, but I have to rewatch it again. But yeah, fucking Okatani! This glow up is I
0: yeah i love this look man he's is, he is, they're gonna he's gonna be great
1: um, my entire time i was in shambles as soon as that came up i was like oh oh my god this is it thank god for eruption being the coolest legit now
0: but uh we'll talk about that next episode if we end up watching it which we'll see i guess <laughs> but i think that's it for the pod if you want to follow the pod you do so at one wrestling pod if you want to follow caitlin you do so at taking time bomb with a zero and if you want to follow me you can Follow me at ASPIR underscore. But that is it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: See you, everybody.